Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 122, which we're recording on Tuesday, August 30th. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we're filming on location again, recording on location. We're at the University of California Santa Cruz campus again. And we're in the forest again, but in a different spot than we were last time. So it's a beautiful evening. And it should be a little bit more quiet here, I think. The downside is that I think we possibly won't have as many wildlife sightings. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so because we're in, we're adjacent to one of the big engineering buildings and school is not in session yet and it's after work hours, so it's really quiet, no people, but I don't think the animals hang out here quite it's as much. a little more populated Exactly. Here. But beautiful weather, beautiful day. We had a beautiful morning this morning and <sighs> it's very peaceful. <laughs> So what are you wearing? I'm not wearing anything right now, but it has been until just a couple days ago, it has been very, very foggy and cold along the coast. For Burr. about three weeks, we've <laughs> had cold weather. And when I was up at my parents' house, they live just a little bit outside of San Francisco. It was really seriously cold there so I had sweaters and one of the sweaters that I wore quite a bit was my 5200k that is a pattern by Suvi Simola that I knit back in wow back in October of 2013 and Gail knit this one as well she knit it before I did back when you were living in France I believe or it was on a vacation to France oh okay so I bought my buttons there okay and I knit mine because I liked her so much and it is a fingering weight pullover raglan raglan lines raglan sleeves and it has an uneven high-low hem which was quite unusual at the time. Now there are a lot of high-low hem sweaters, and I like that. This one, instead of being high-low back to front, it was high-low side to side. So that was a little different, a little different twist. And it's got a pocket on one hip as well. So it was nice. You put a little button on the pockets. Mm -hmm. That little decorative feature that's different. And on the cuffs too, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. It does. And I used Madeline Tosh sock in the Spectrum colorway for mine. I still love that Spectrum colorway. It's got every color in the rainbow in it. Mine tends to leans toward blues and purple heavy. So if you kind of squint when you look at it, it looks like a blue and a purple sweater. But then if you look up the look at the yarn really closely, you can see all the colors of the spectrum. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like oil on a water surface. Oh yeah. An oil slick. Totally. That's what it reminds me of. And I just love that sweater. I love the yarn, especially it's held up phenomenally well for a yarn that does not have any nylon content it's 100% merino and it's held up really well with all the wear that I've given it there is some pilling under the arms I believe the tie wear area yeah which is normal doesn't disappoint me at all but I think the yarn has held up really well you know what yarn I use for mine 
my first ever Western Sky Knit. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> that beautiful turquoise. Yes, I remember the turquoise. Absolutely. That was when we met Kim and Heather, and Heather's leg was broken. Oh, my gosh. She was at stitches in this giant leg cast thing. Trying to work the yeah. booth in a cast. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> So how about you, Gail? What are you wearing? Likewise, I'm not wearing anything knit at the moment, but earlier today I was wearing my Hito Fude, which I knit several years ago, and it was my first and only knit so far in the Holst Coast yarn, Holst Garn Coast base, mm -hmm. the 55% cotton, 45% wool. No, that's backwards. It's slightly more wool than cotton which Charlene and I talk about quite often. <laughs> and I have been re-inspired to want to knit more things with my deep stash of the Coast yarn because it's so nice and light and delightful. So it is. Yeah, my Hito Fude, I knit in a green color, which as most of you know, if you've been listening for a while, isn't one of my normal go-to colors. So I don't wear the sweater that often, but I pulled it out over the weekend and thus it was on the top of my sweater pile and it has been in rotation so it's just the perfect layer for most things with the weather the Absolutely. way it's been the last couple that's, of days that's a really great sweater for summer here mm -hmm. it's just perfect yeah. the one thing i noticed as i was putting it on which is probably a combination of the yarn and the construction is that it does get mighty stretched across the back neck area so i'm thinking about mm. crocheting some kind of stability in there i don't know how it would do it with the lace pattern but that you was... could do it on the inside yeah that's what i would do on the inside but i don't know where i would do it exactly mm -hmm. it's not like there's a seam because of the construction so yeah. but that's just one thing i noticed I, I was tending to pull it up because it's growing outward. Mm -hmm. So, but that's the Hito Fude sweater, which I really enjoy. Nice. What have you been stocking? So I have been not necessarily stocking, but I have been, I came across something a couple days ago, which I thought was interesting. You guys may remember back in January of 2015, I knit a shawl by Alicia Plummer called the Campside Shawl. Mm -hmm. And if you recall, the pattern had some errors. And it wasn't just me. It was many knitters who said that this pattern has a lot of errors. Are you going to do anything about it? And it was kind of odd because it was a a free pattern that was published by Pom Pom Quarterly. And if I recall correctly, I don't know who owned it, but there was a lot of, a lot of, mm, there's the pattern doesn't have airs or maybe Pom Pom Quarterly would come out with a update, but I, I can't quite remember exactly, but that update did not happen until very recently, I just found out that there was oh, an update to the pattern published in April Excellent. of this year. So I have not knit the new pattern, so I can't vouch for it having not having knit it. But if you are interested in the shawl and avoided it in the past because of all of the negative reviews that it did get, hopefully this new version will be fixed. That's good to hear. Yeah, Fabulous. exactly. Exactly. So again, that is the Campside Shawl 
by Alicia Plummer. And if you do knit it, or if you have knit the new version, pop in to our Ravelry forum for this episode and let us know, because I am curious. Yeah, I'm curious too. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing I am stocking is a new shawl pattern by Justina Lorkowska. It is called the Beast Keeper Shawl. <laughs> I thought that was a cute name. It's a fun, funny name. And this one is just a straightforward triangular shawl with stripes, alternating stripes of color. It looks really fun. It looks fun to wear. I've just been studying striped shawls because, you know, there are so many striped shawls. And I keep thinking that I want to pick out a striped shawl to do with my leftovers of the coast yarn. Oh, nice. That would be great. Yeah, it's the coast yarn that Gail had just mentioned. That's the 55 merino, 45 cotton. And I have leftovers of several colors. And then Gail passed on a little... What's that set? Gradient. A gradient set that she had in her stash that she wants me to use. (laughs) (laughs) Because it works so well with your leftovers. With my leftovers. So I'm looking at stripe sequences for a shawl. I think I want to make something similar to this, but probably asymmetrical. So we'll see. I'm just, like I said, I'm probably going to take different stripe sequences from different shawls or different stitch patterns. I don't know. Depends how much yarn that I have, but I'm really excited because I have never knit a shawl in the coast yarn and I think it would be a nice shawl. I bought gray and two blues to knit the color your shawl, which is also by Suvi Samola, by the way, the designer of the 5200K. (laughs) Funny how that always works out for us. (laughs) But I never did knit it. So I purchased the pattern intending to knit it with the Coast Yarn, and it just hasn't happened. So I think I actually gave that gray to you. But that was, it was my intention to knit a shawl with that yarn. That's Mm -hmm. right. That was part of the swap, I think. Yeah, because I think that would be a really nice shawl for our weather Mm -hmm. in that base. Yeah. And it's a light fingering. I don't think we said that. Very light fingering. Yes. And then the... Last thing I am stocking is from the new Vogue magazine. It is Vogue Knitting Fall 2016. And Vogue has had a a remodel, if you will, of their magazine. They've got a new logo, which is interesting in a way because they've minimized the word knitting and maximized the Vogue. Isn't that... <laughs> Doesn't it now look like their Vogue fashion? Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, They've probably rebranded everything so that it's more harmonious, more more branded along the the Vogue look. But they've minimized the word knitting, so it's more Vogue now. (laughs) Yeah, but the white, so Vogue is in light blue, probably to match Mm -hmm. the colors on the cover, and knitting is white. Yeah. So the knitting actually pops out to me more than the Vogue. It it does stand out, but I thought it was interesting that that shrunk down. And then they've actually, I believe they've increased the size of the magazine. I think it's gotten wider, too. Oh. So I don't know. It does look square rather than rectangular. Right. I know it's not perfectly square. Right. So I don't know if that brings it along with the size of their regular magazines or with other publications. I don't know about that. But the there is one 
pullover sweater in here that I like. It's number 11. <laughs> Them and their naming. <laughs> yes. So, well, actually, they do call it the stitch sampler pullover. But oh, that it, makes it sound awful. Right. But in Ravelry, <laughs> they call it number 11 stitch sampler pullover. And the reason they call it stitch sampler pullover is, yes, it does have, from the front, it looks like one, two, three, four, four, maybe five different stitches on it. And it is knit in a hand-dyed yarn that goes from a white to a dark blue. So it's almost a gradient in the range of tones that are in there. But Gail and I were saying that because of the nature of all the stitches, you kind of can't tell where one skein ends and one skein starts. Kind or they of were, can't tell. Kind of can't tell. You can tell a little bit in the stockinette stitch portion. Or maybe they were just all very well-matched skeins. Yeah, that's or true, too. since it's knit in pieces, it would be easy to alternate skeins as well. But it looks particularly nice in hand-dyed yarn. I'm hesitant, however, because though this is a knitting pattern magazine, they only show one view of the sweater, which is really irritating. And it's another one of those suspicious views. Suspicious views, yes. So there's no photo of the back, no photo of the side. And in the front photo, it's unfortunate that part of the sweater is caught on the model's waist. So you can't see the way the whole front drapes. And she's sitting very awkwardly on a stool with her arm up to her chin, blocking the entire right sleeve. It's really a bad example. It's a good example of bad knitting photography. Yes, there you go. There you go. It's a bad example of photography for a knitting pattern, but it's a good example of a bad photo. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, because it looks really cute. I noticed it on Ravelry. Yeah, it does look really cute. It reminds me of Boxy because it's got the drop shoulder construction. It's got a somewhat wide, wide neck like Boxy. It is very Boxy-like. Just Only with different stitch patterns. With different stitch patterns on it. So maybe I should just make Boxy. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, you could do your own version of the variations. Yeah. This one is just, it is kind of cute. So I don't know whether I'm talking myself out of it or into <laughs> it because I'm so disappointed in the, the way that they feature the sweater. But I have to say that's often the way Vogue is, that they often only show one view and then often have the most abbreviated instructions in the entire knitting universe. I've heard that <laughs> spoken about Vogue by many people. Yeah. That their patterns pretty much suck yeah. because they're so abbreviated. It's almost like they want to show you the sweaters, but they don't really expect anyone to make them. Well, that is, would explain why they don't have enough pictures of them yeah, then either. Which is disappointing because, like I said... Can't tell if I'm talking myself into it or out of it because it does look cute. Charlene and I were, <laughs> before we started recording, we were looking at the different patterns in the magazine and with the new, and that magazine smells bad too. It must have a perfume sample in it. 
Oh, I, <laughs> I can totally I smell didn't it. think it did. But it's just a new just thing with ink. magazines. They all have to have some kind of stinky element to them. Yes. <laughs> but they do not have a visual table of contents. So oh, there's that's no right. page where they're, all yeah. the patterns are shown. So and when we were looking for a, that particular sweater, we were having to flip through the entire magazine, which was so annoying. Yeah. And because I knew I had seen in Hot Right Now at least one pattern that I thought was cute. So when she pulled out the magazine, I was very excited and we had to flip through to find them. There's another sweater, a pullover by Nora gone in this issue that I really like. However, same issue or same yeah issue with the issue mm -hmm. is that they only have one picture from the front and then one more close up, kind of of the chest and arm, but there's no view of the back. There isn't any up close on the details you want. It's remarkable that for such a fashion oriented magazine, they aren't showing the pic. It's like they're doing a photo fashion photo shoot. Not like they're doing. And that's exactly what I magazine. mean. I, I kind of feel like they want to show the sweaters, but they don't really expect anybody to knit them. So it's, it's unfortunate. unfortunate. Yeah. It really is. What a waste. Yeah, I agree. So those are what I am stocking. And again, that was, I don't think I mentioned the designer. That was the stitch sampler pullover, which is number 11 in the Vogue knitting. And the designer is Holly Yo. So that is what I am stocking. How about you, Gail? What are you stocking? I'm stocking a couple things. One is cowls, because when we kicked off the Colors of Fall Knit Along, I talked about a skein of yarn I have from Stimpy Lab, and it's a very specalicious skein of an MCN Merino Cashmere Nylon fingering weight yarn that has the green of Lush Meadow in it on a very white slash natural background. And I really want a cowl with this particular yarn to match my mint sweater, mm. which is Lush Meadow. So I had planned on knitting one particular cowl. And after really looking at the pattern more, I just didn't like it. I, it wasn't what I was thinking or envisioning or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I went off and looked at a bunch of cowl patterns and came to the Meditate cowl, which is a pattern by Elizabeth Doherty and Charlene Tessnet this cowl and it's a combination of garter and slip stitches right I'm pretty yes. sure yeah because I purchased yes. the pattern I just haven't looked at it too carefully yet but I think it would look really beautiful in this speckled yarn so mm -hmm. it the pattern has two versions you can knit a longer skinnier one that you double loop or a thicker single loop version wider not thicker wider and I'm planning to knit the double wrap and I'm looking forward to knitting that one. I and enjoyed knitting that. Yeah, that's what you said. Mm -hmm. I was texting with Charlene saying, do you have any suggestions? And then when I found Meditate, I said, oh, what about Meditate? And she said, oh, I really enjoyed that. So that yeah. cinched it. And plus, I'm, you know, we just finished our Donners by Elizabeth. And she's our friend. And, you know, it's fun to knit things that your friend has designed. So that's the Meditate Cowl by Elizabeth Doherty. And the next thing that I'm stocking is from Stranded Magazine, the issue that we reviewed last episode. And they are having a knit-along starting September 1st for the Tupshin socks, which is a pattern oh. by Erin Burnell. Yeah. And I said last episode how I thought those socks were super cute. They're a lace pattern sock that has contrasting cuff, hem, and toe. And there's just a wee bit of color work right under the cuff. And I plan to start those for their September knit along. And I've been trying to decide which yarn I want to use. And mm -hmm. I have a skein of Plucky Knitter 
Primo fingering and it's in a bright, bright, bright pink. That was a gift from my friend Marty in a swap many years ago that hasn't been knit up yet. So that one's very tempting. It's like a, almost a highlighter pink neon color called Charm School. And then I also have a skein, which is the one I'm leaning towards, of Spencer Hill Natural Dyes, Barb, who is Blue Canary mm -hmm. on Ravelry, in her BFL sock base. And that is in the wine glass colorway, which is a beautiful purple. And I think that's what I'm going to use because I think that would look better with my clogs and mm -hmm. with a contrasting gray. And I just think that's the one I'm going to use. So that is the Tupshin sock pattern by Erin Burnell. And again, in the Stranded Magazine Ravelry group, they are hosting the knit along. So that'll be super fun. I'm looking forward to that. And Erin is a, another one of our friends and she's a designer. So there you go. Another <laughs> friend designer. Pretty cool. And the third thing I'm stocking is another pattern by Elizabeth Doherty. It's her sans serif sweater pattern from her book, Top Down, Reimagining Set-In Sleeves. This has been in my queue for a really long time. And our good friend, Stephanie, soulmate, just cast hers on. And so it brought it to my attention and it moved up in my queue as a result. Nice. I really want to make something from that book. Too. Yeah. There are a couple sweaters in there that I like. And they're sweaters that I know will always be in style. So I really should make them. Yeah, they're yeah, classic timeless designs. Yeah. I totally and agree. Like you said, it, it, I just need something to make me move it up in my queue. <laughs> yep, to poke you. Yes. Yeah, I have a sweater quantity of beaver slide worsted yarn, which is a very lofty worsted weight yarn and it's in the snowberry colorway which is a very tweedy looking light pink and I oh, earmarked okay. this yarn for that sweater way back after stitches I tried the sweater on in Elizabeth's booth and it's just so cute it's a very simple top down long sleeve sweater that buttons cardigan buttons up the front and it has two little pockets mm -hmm. in the front it's very simple and that's on the, the near-term radar. And the pink I have is almost the same. I mean, it has rose quartz in it, which is one of the colors of the year of Pantone. So kind of missed the, the knit along, but hey, it's still on trend for color. So yes, yeah, absolutely. that makes it more appealing also. So that was Sans Serif by Elizabeth Doherty. And that's what I'm stocking. Cool. What have you been knitting? I've been working on two things, mostly the shawl that I started. I finally started my Klein shawl. I can't remember if I started this. Yeah, you did. I had started yeah. it the last episode. Okay. So I have been knitting on my Klein shawl and I really thought I was going to have it finished really today, but alas, that did not work. Wow. You were cooking. <laughs> I was, but this weekend, I think for that shawl, I ended up at the end of the weekend having negative knitting for it. Oh, I can yeah. relate. Yeah. <laughs> so you're I negative think I started, or I think I finished the weekend with less of the shawl done than I had started. Oh, I'm sorry. Because I had to rip out a couple of times. Why, you say, did I have to rip out a couple of times <laughs> when I have been saying, oh, it's such an easy shawl. You just knit one section and uh, knit and purl the other section. But no, of course, I ended up ripping out one of the large gray stripes because I knit to the end of that stripe, 
realized that I would not have enough yarn left oh, for no. the three smaller stripes. So instead of buying another skein, I just decided to rip out the last big gray stripe, which was fine. Okay, I did that. Got to the part where I had the first big chartreuse stripe and tiny gray stripe. Knit that just fine. I was Then I was working on the second large chartreuse stripe and I looked back at some point where I had woven in ends and realized that I did a disastrous job of it and why I didn't notice it when I did it. I'm, it must have been... You've had a lot on your mind. Well, and I must have done it late at night and not yeah. looked at it and then just picked it up and kept knitting. But it was a disastrous job of weaving in because what I had inadvertently done was closed up some of the yarn overs at the edge oh, no. of the shawl. I'm really embarrassed to say that. I can see how that could happen, though, because you're like, hmm, that looks really weird. Oh, I'll just close it up with my weave-in, and then, yeah, I, I can don't see how know that would happen. how I did that. So I had continued to knit a large stripe past that, so I ended up having to rip that out. So you couldn't just pull out the weaved-in end? No, no, I don't know. Maybe I could have. It just looked, something just looked wrong. Okay. In addition. There was more to, to it. Yeah. So I just ripped it out. It's okay. I've, I'm almost back to where I should <laughs> be. But You're almost back to virgin yarn as Robbie yeah, would say. But it's okay. Yeah, I'm very close to finishing it. I think there are I want to say four large chartreuse stripes at the end, and I think I'm halfway through that. So oh, wow. I'm, I'm almost there. But what can I say? Sometimes negative knitting. Yeah, I get it. I <laughs> yeah. totally get it. And then what I have in my hands right now is my whispers top that I had talked about starting several episodes ago. It's a pattern by Vera Valimaki, and it is a t-shirt with a little pleat at the front neckline. It's very basic, except for it does have an unusual split sleeve, split sleeve that I may modify to a standard sleeve. It seems to be the most common modification yeah. that knitters have made I saw, I to read it. That too, yeah. It seems like people not so happy with the split sleeve. Split sleeve. Say that so, 10 times fast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I haven't decided if I'm going to knit the split sleeve and then well done. sew it up if I don't like it or whether I'm just going to knit it with a modified sleeve. I haven't decided that. We start at the bottom on this one so I have a little while to decide. And I am knitting this in a colorway that is really fun. It's Madeline Tosh Merino Light in the Holly Festival colorway which is a very pale it's an off off white base it's almost natural looking it's almost natural looking <laughs> but when you hold it up against some of her others it's a more pinky white. Oh, okay so i think it, that's just to go along with the holly festival and then the the holly festival coloring is splashes of color vibrant vibrant it's i don't think i would call this speckled but 
Oh, I would. Would you? Okay. Yeah, I guess it's totally. sprinkled. Um, but splashes of orange and purple and green. Really nice. Pink. Yeah, pink. They're like highlighter colors. Highlighter almost. colors. So is bright a good way, and vibrant. Yeah, good way to describe it. When you buy one of those highlighter sets mm-hmm. of four or five <laughs> colors in there, that's what this is. And it's really... Really fun. It's really like happiness in, in yarn. Yes. <laughs> and I'm realizing that I am knitting both of my projects in Tosh Marina Light, my probably my favorite yarn base right now. It has been for a long time, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really has. I've knit so many projects in this. I just love it. It's a single ply fingering yarn, perfect for our climate here. And I love knitting with the single ply. So that is Whispers by Vera Valamaki. What are you knitting? I am knitting the Peasy sweater, which I oh, was yay. stocking last week or last episode. And I cast on, I think, that same night or the next night. It's a sweater by Heidi Kiermeyer. It is a cardigan that is just buttons at the top style. And I ran into Carol at the gym again yesterday. And she said that she did not know the local fable or oh, really? story that the sweater came from a thrift shop. She didn't Who know told that. Me that. I, I, well, I hope that I have the right story. I hope it's not about a different sweater, but it doesn't matter. Well, regardless. So she said, I wouldn't hold, I would not have held out on you with that information. <laughs> <laughs> so she didn't know the local legend, but it's a very simple top down raglan shaped sweater it has really cute lace work on the front of the sweater and then where you about when you join for the underarms it's straight stockinette couldn't be any easier i don't think and i'm almost finished with the second ball of yarn this is all i have left it's malabrigo arroyo wow. in the barajas colorway which is a lovely purpley pinky color mm-hmm. with bodacious in it and I will have this finished by the end of the knit along so this will be an entry into the knit along for me and it will look beautiful with my spindrift shawl which is the gray with this color variegated into it so mm-hmm. super fun knit I'm really enjoying it and the other thing that's on the needles but hasn't seen any love is the divi poncho Ooh. by jumper cables Those of you who follow me on Instagram probably saw my picture, which I think had the most comments of any picture I've ever posted on Ravelry. Not quite as many likes, but I think there were over a hundred comments. That's because I didn't want to like it. Nobody wanted to like it. It It wasn't a likable (laughs) picture. The picture was of the underside of our Roomba vacuum cleaner. The little ones that are, they're round and squat and they are automatic and they go around your house and they pick up dog hair and dirt and Roombas love to eat yarn. They love it, especially my yarn. And this is the third time this has happened to me. And I know you're all shaking your heads like, Gail, how could you let this happen more than (laughs) once? What is wrong with you? Well, the first time was an accident. Well, they've all been accidents, obviously. Yeah. But the first time I had no idea that my yarn was on the floor It was my coastal hoodie sweater, and when we got home from the gym, it was all sucked up into Roomba because there was one ball of yarn on the floor, and once it gets a hold of your yarn, it sucks everything in. So that sweater, it was just one little spot, was a little bit worn, but everything was okay. It survived. Sweater's great. does... 
the Roomba shut down? Yes, okay. eventually it does so shut it itself down. Shut down. Yeah, okay. once it has enough yarn sucked into its <laughs> gullet. So apparently there have been other occasions that I didn't know about when Mike has been home, turned on Roomba, and not picked my yarn up, and he has discovered yarn inside of Roomba's gullet and fixed it, and I've never known. Well, fast forward to last week when... I knew he was turning it on in our bedroom. I knew he was leaving it in there. And I knew Divi was on my desk. And I opened the door. I verified that it was on my desk. The yarn and the project were on the desk. There was nothing on the floor. Left, went to the gym, came home. And the freaking vacuum has sucked up half of my skein of yarn. So imagine my scream. Oh my it's like, what happened? So Mike comes in and he's half laughing and half trying not to laugh because he knows I'm upset. And he said, well, how did you let that happen? And I said, I didn't. I verified that the yarn was on my desk. And he said, what do you think? Ruba jumped up there and grabbed it. <laughs> said, so I don't know what happened. Right but that's the, yeah, exactly. Say. That is so not, not wise. the right thing to say. So what we determined is that Roomba, when it, when it goes around things, it bashes into them. It bumps pretty strongly into things. Oh. And I think when so it was it gone around my down. desk, I think it actually knocked the yarn down. I can't think of anything wow. else that could have happened. So the work in progress was pulled up into the wheel and the yarn itself was wound around and around and around and around and around and around. <laughs> there were so many loops of yarn around Roomba's rotating shaft or whatever so it was pretty bad but surprisingly the yarn is okay it doesn't look damaged at all I mean I can't believe it didn't break I really can't believe it so that is my Roomba story that's the explanation of the picture on Instagram <laughs> it was a horrible moment but everything is fine <laughs> But run a Roomba at your own exactly risk. <laughs> if you're a knitter or anyone who works with yarn or fiber or anything like that Make sure it's all up in a safe place. It's worse than a dog. <laughs> I just have this picture in my head of the little Roomba robot bashing your desk. I know. Trying to I get will that get it. Down. I will get that yes. yarn. You cannot stop me. You are not here to stop me. I can. I almost can picture it. Yeah. Yes, bashing that desk repeatedly mm -hmm. until that yarn falls down. I can almost imagine Lucy outside the door barking at it too. Like, don't get her yarn. Don't do it. She'll be so mad. So... Those are the two projects currently on the needles, Peasy and the Divi Poncho. And so I haven't finished anything. Oh, I did. I finished a couple things. One thing was a project that I finished that wasn't even my own project. Oh. I posted in our thread about this. Last Thursday, I took the day off work. On my mom's birthday in July, I said, okay, you have a whole day with me. Anything you want to do. I'll take the day off work. We'll go out to lunch. Anything you want to do. So she collected, and what she wanted was a hike and lunch, and she wanted me to help her get her stash in Ravelry. Nice. So before I got there that morning, she had pulled all of her bins out, and they were on the living room floor, and we went on a great hike at Quail Hollow Ranch, which was very nice, and then went to her house and started the massive project of putting, I think she had six or seven big plastic Rubbermaid bins full of yarn mm -hmm. and she had it organized in terms of all like skeins were already packaged together yeah. in a Ziploc bag. Some of them even had the pattern in with the yarn. So mm. she has purchased several kits from Craftsy mm -hmm. and those were already packaged together. So the problem was that none of it was in Ravelry. Well, right. some of her, some of her stash 
old, old, old stash was in Ravelry, but not most of it. So we spent, I think by the time we were done, it was over six hours and we had a whole assembly line going. She was taking pictures Mm -hmm. while I was entering the stash into Mm -hmm. Ravelry. So by the time I was done, she could upload the picture. And if there was a pattern already associated with it, or if she knew, you know, just Mm -hmm. looking at the yarn, oh, I know I wanted to do this. I put the project in her queue, linked the yarn she wanted to use Mm -hmm. to the project, and then also made a note on the yarn uh, stash entry itself. You know, this is for blah, blah, blah. So it was a super fun day. We had a really good time. And it was just the two of us for most of the day. My dad joined us around... I don't know, two in the afternoon and he hung around for a little while and it was just great. We got it all done. It was such a satisfying conclusion to the day and she now has all of her yarn in Ravelry great. and all of her projects lined up and it's fabulous. And That's she even had, project. it was so satisfying. <laughs> it was such a good FO. So that was a good finished object or finished project to mention. Two other things that I finished were my actual own knitting. I finished the fifth row on my sock yarn blanket. So the blanket itself is not finished, but finishing a row, there are 15 squares per row, and it was so much fun to knit on it. It was almost obsessive. Like I didn't want to knit on anything else, and poor Peasy was sitting there being neglected because I just got this bug that, oh, I think I'll knit a square on my sock yarn blanket. Well, a square turned into well, let's see how many I can do in a night, which was about two and a half. And okay, now that I have three finished, I really want to do five so that I'll have a third of a row. Mm -hmm. And then I had time to start a sixth square and that couldn't just be six. It had to be (laughs) 10. And oh, now that I have 10, it's silly to not finish the whole row. So it became this weird obsession, like challenge to myself (laughs) to where am I going to finish and it looks so pretty I showed it to Charlene when she got to my house this evening I had it out on the bed to show her and it's so pretty it's just a nice collection of pretty yarn and this the row five was mini skeins from knockers our retreat in April Mm -hmm. and I bought a mini skein kit from Haverland on Etsy and she does these little teeny tiny mini skeins 30 of them to knit Franken socks. So I think she calls it her Franken sock set and they're perfect for one square. So if you're knitting a sock yarn blanket and need minis, it's a really good idea. And the other thing I finished was my second high plains cowl, which is a pattern by Brandy Rusha or Derusha on Ravelry. She's Brandy me is her Ravelry username. She's a great contributor to our group and I cast this on two nights ago in my hoarded Western Sky Knits MCN Merino Cashmere Nylon DK weight that I got at Stitches this year in the Crimson Night colorway. Now imagine Madeline Tosh Tarte only like five million times prettier. It's <laughs> deeper. There's a little bit more kind of like black over dye to it. I don't know if that's how she does it, but it is so rich and jewel toned Mm -hmm. and pretty and luscious and oh and it felt so good in my hands and the pattern is such a fabulous pattern it's a quick knit there are sections of garter stitch short rows to give it a drape in the front of your neck alternated with eyelet lace and there are three sections of alternating those two and then there's a ruffle edge that she does that has increases in it so that it fans out nicely around your neck so really great pattern. I knit another one for my friend Melissa 
a month or so ago, a little over a month. And now this is my one for myself. And I knit Melissa's in Tarte, Madeline Tosh Tarte. Oh, and yeah. I was comparing. I'm like, mine is so much prettier. <laughs> <laughs> so we can't wear them together because maybe she'll get jealous that mine's prettier than hers. But anyway, that's the High Plains Cowl by Brandy Darusha. And as weird conveniences, as weird coincidences happen in our knitting world, I cast it on two days ago. The very next day, she sent me a PM on Ravelry and said, I would really like to donate a copy of my High Plains cowl pattern oh, nice. and a skein of yarn to knit it oh, for nice. the Colors of Fall Knit Along. So thank you, Brandy, for sponsoring a prize. And anyone who wins that is just going to be delighted. Yeah. So that's what I have finished. Yay. So speaking of Colors of Fall, that was actually a good segue into the Colors of Fall. So a little update. There are already 37 finished projects for the colors yeah. of fall and we still have 23 days to go i believe so super exciting and remember we want a picture of it in an outfit no cheating and some of my favorites as i was looking through them today astrid a-s-t-r-i-d she's from libson portugal she has three finished objects and one of them we will not require an outfit because it's a thong thong underwear <laughs> That was so she funny. She could lay it out. She did. she did. She laid it out very nicely. It's a very nice picture. But we do not require you to pose or anything in that one. So I thought that was very funny. Very good use of knitting. I don't know how comfortable it would be to wear it necessarily. It but it was very cute. And then Amy, she has done three really cute outfits. Well, two really cute outfits and then a hat for her daughter. And the outfits were just so well done and cute her pictures are really cute and I think her daughter took the pictures and I oh, think her daughter's nice. about eight years old so very well done and then Violet she has a crocheted sweater it's really cool mm. it's really cool mm. I didn't I would never have guessed it was crochet it just it's a really beautiful sweater I was reading her project description I was like oh wow that's crochet that's so neat so well done everybody who's put projects up there are so many beautiful ones but those were just some that really caught my eye as I was you know, reviewing everything this morning, my, my daily look at the yeah, FO thread because yeah. it's growing and growing yes, and growing. So yes. that's super fun. So speaking of colors of fall in that same issue of Vogue knitting, I thought it was interesting that they have a trending now page and on the trending now page, they have oh my gosh. the Pantone fall color chart. How cool! It's yeah. the, almost the same picture that we have in yeah, the FO thread, exactly. only they're round instead of square little yeah. swatches. So the, in, in the Vogue knitting, they <laughs> talk about, well, they call it the top 10 fall colors, and they call them muted hues, which they are. Yeah, I agree. Very muted. And then they've got a color chart of all 10 colors. Very cool. Yeah. So, and then the other thing that they talk about in Trending Now, they talked about fall trends that they had seen on the runway. This specifically from the Chanel Fall 2016 Ready to Wear show. They talk about Fair Isle Knitting and how Fair Isle Knitting has popped up. They show a pullover Fair Isle, an interesting side opening cardigan kind of a ballet style fair isle sweater and then a really interesting scarf that is knit 
Well, is it's sleeves. <laughs> it's it's sleeves. a sleeve scarf. So, so the ends are cuffs. The ends of the scarf are cuffs. <laughs> you can knit it in the round. So you can knit your Fair Isle design in the round. And it's just a sleeve. A, a very long sleeve scarf. So each end of the sleeve is a cuff. You knit your sleeve however long you want. And then you wear it as a scarf. Well, and then if your hands got cold, you could stick them in the ends. You could, yes. <laughs> absolutely. So it's a, t a Fair Isle tube with ribbing at the end like you would have on cuffs. Very interesting. Very interesting. It's almost it? like they knit a shrug and wrapped it around their, yeah. their neck. Yeah. So trending now for fall. 2016. Look how on it the <laughs> are. We were ahead of Vogue. Yes, exactly. They yeah, copied we us. Were. No, just kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. No, I think the Pantone colors are just getting more popular and getting more attention. Well, and plus Vogue being a fashion magazine to begin, they should be well in tune. I mean, I'm sure that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I did want to list all of the prizes because oh, I good. haven't done that the last couple episodes. So as a thank you, a huge thank you, because these were all donations. Everybody who I'm going to mention reached out to me. Neither Charlene nor I solicited any prizes. These are just extremely generous donations. And I hope that you go and check out their patterns and our Ravelry stores and our Etsy shops. And here they are. Paige has donated four of her patterns, and she's Decapo Knits. Yelena has donated two of her patterns, and she's Yelena Dasher Designs. Vanessa has donated three of her patterns, and she's Vanessa Polo. Vivian of the Pearl and Plum Etsy Shop has donated one of her Allison Project Bags, and she also has free shipping on a minimum order of $30 for her Ravelry Shop. At her Etsy shop and she has super cute bags and her coupon code is free ship summer all caps we have a $7 pattern from Ravelry donated by Terry who is Holity we have two project bags handmade by Zoe who is espresso bean we have the Riley Rose shawl pattern from Jen who is Boston Jen a skein of yarn from Barb of Spencer Hill dye and she's blue canary on Ravelry we have a hug a knitter tote bag and one pattern from Jen Sheelan's shop and you can check out her Ravelry store. We have two two skein yarn kits from Lollipop Yarn which we reviewed a couple episodes ago. Beautiful stuff. Mm -hmm. We have a project bag from Uli and her Etsy shop is called Knitter's Nook and she's Mommy Knits on Ravelry. We have a project bag from Megan, and her Etsy shop is Creative Spark Yarns, and she's Sparkbeat on Ravelry. Two projects, sorry, two patterns from Katie, who is Katinka. Oh, actually, two patterns for three different people. So three people get to pick two of her patterns. So oh, nice. thank you, Katie. And we have from Anna, who is Alpaca Anna, one copy of her Cloette's Afterthought sock pattern, and one copy of her new Moroter sock pattern which i think translates to carrots two skeins of cherry hill tree yarn from carol cdn carol so there are two different skeins and i think i don't know if she's giving those to two different people or one person maybe one person carol so you save on shipping we have the high plains cowl pattern by brandy brandy derusha who is brandy knee on ravelry along with the skein of yarn to knit the cowl and then we have patterns from brenda castile 
who is Good Stuff on Ravelry for three people. And she has an Etsy store called Good Stuff Crafts, and she's donating one of her new lavender sachet bundles as a prize as well from the shop. Nice. So thank you so much, everybody. That's amazing. That is so many prizes. <laughs> I am overwhelmed. Fun. Yes, overwhelmed. Fun. So it being almost September and back to school season, Gail and I were thinking maybe it was time to focus on an educational topic again. And something that we like to at least hit once every quarter or so is learning something about Ravelry. Now, Ravelry has a lot of ways that you can use it. And there are a lot of features that I'm sure I don't even maximize yeah. or use. <laughs> that I don't even know exist. Yeah. But one of the things that both of us use is the photo feature and the ability to add photos to our project pages. We love seeing other users' project photos, and Gail and I both use that feature ourselves. We like to upload photos of our projects, but we both, especially when we're about to knit a project, we like to stock other Ravelry users projects for the project that we are about to knit if that is available if it's not a brand new pattern of course I'm trying not to laugh because I wonder how many people who are listening right now are like you guys are so bad you don't have any recent FO pictures I know of <laughs> you course. don't use the, the photo options but we're trying to it's been too warm for photos for the most part it, it has been you're right I do have probably both of us have some we have a backlog recent projects that we haven't added photos mm -hmm. to but over looking back over the years we both have a lot of photo a lot of project photos uploaded to Ravelry and the ability to add photos to Ravelry and how you have added photos to Ravelry has changed a lot over the years for example we both used to use a third-party application to upload photos to Ravelry I used to have to take photos with my digital camera, then transfer them from my camera to my computer, and then upload them to Ravelry. It was such a pain in the butt. <laughs> it was. Nowadays, we can use our phone or tablet. iPad mm -hmm. or tablet, an Android device or an iOS device. You just take your photo and boom, you upload it to Ravelry. So from your project page, for example, let's look at a project page. And it could be your project page or your stash page. It works the same true, on both. True, true. So looking at a project page, on the upper right corner, we have four tabs, details, add photos, blog posts, and comments. In this case, we go to the add photos tab, tap on that, and then to add photos, you have one, two, three, four, five, six options along the center of the, the Add Photos page. Flickr, Photo Bucket, Slurp from Web, Upload from your device. In my case, it's an iPad or an iPhone. If you're using an Android, I believe you just get yeah, the says upload, upload from, from Android. Android. If you're on a computer, it says upload from computer. So it depends right. on the device. Right. Ravelry knows what kind of device right. you're using. 
And then the newest option is Google Photos. And then the last one is Instagram. So you have all those options. I believe, let's see, Flickr and Photobucket are photo serving sites. Actually, so is Google photo serving sites. So you need to have a Flickr, Photobucket, Google, or even Instagram. You have to have an account with those sites. And if you have an account from those sites, then you can tap on the tab. It will ask you to log into that particular site. So in the case of Instagram, you would enter in your Instagram pass username and password, and then you would be able to upload a photo from that site. So it'll that, show you all of your pictures that you have right. in Instagram. So you can select from that list, right? If you were going to slurp a photo from the web somewhere, you would need an exact URL for the photo. If you all have a See, if you have an incomplete URL, I believe it won't work. So, for example, if you just put in, like, www.yarniax.com, I don't think you would be able to upload a photo. Yeah, it an, needs to have a .png yeah, or, you know, or a picture suffix to yeah. it. And then you can upload from there. If you are uploading from an iPad or an iPhone, it's fairly easy. I know you just... To upload from iPad camera roll, for example, I tap on choose files and then I have the option take a photo, go to your photo library, I can go to my iCloud Drive, or I can even go to Google Drive or Dropbox from there. But in the case of uploading from my photo library, I let's say I had previously taken some photos of a finished object, I would just tap on photo library and then navigate through my own stash of photos. For example, I could go to my camera roll or if I had the photo in an album, it will show me my albums, my, or my own personal organization scheme for my own iPad. In this case, I would just go to my camera roll and then select whatever photo I wanted from the recent photo shoot, <laughs> presumably that you had taken with your iPad or iPhone. And maybe Similar it's, on the is Android, it yeah. about the same. Yeah. Gail uses an Android and it sounds like it's about the same. Yeah. You just have to know your own photo organization scheme and be able to navigate through that to pick the photo that you want to upload. Yeah, an example of, so this is how weird things are in my family. I was sitting on the couch with Lucy working on my sock yarn blanket and I asked Mike to take a picture. Mike has an iPhone. Mm -hmm. So Mike took a picture of me with the dog, texted it to me on my Android mm -hmm. device. I saved it on my Android device from my text message, then went into Chrome on my Android, opened up Ravelry, went to my sock yarn project in Ravelry, pressed the add photo tab, and then at the bottom selected upload from Android and then I think it asked me take picture or documents. And I think I had one other choice. So I clicked on documents, which then let me open my gallery. And then I went to my saved camera roll and uploaded the picture of me with Lucy. So kind of a lot of steps, but very, very easy. It took a matter <laughs> of, you know, the only thing that slowed me down was the speed of my internet connection. Yeah. Otherwise it was instantaneous click, tap, click, tap, done. Yeah. So very simple. 
so funny because we get warn I don't know what what the phrase is but technology changes so quickly here Ravelry really isn't that old and yet already there's this new faster quicker way to upload photos that's so much more satisfying than mm-hmm. taking photos with a digital camera and uploading those to your computer and then uploading them to Ravelry. Well, it's almost like a chore. It was like a chore then. You'd have it to was. set aside time and you'd make sure that you had a lot of pictures so yeah. you could do it all at the same time. Yeah. And that yeah. was non-trivial. It doesn't seem like that would be such a barrier. hindrance or a barrier. <laughs> and yet I know that I was guilty of not taking that extra step of uploading stash photos to Ravelry until I was able to do it from my phone or iPad. In my case, I did it from my iPad first, but I didn't want to take all those stash photos and have to transfer them. So See, I did, but I did, <laughs> I did them in batches. So that it yes. Was, yeah. 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 When I did it, that's how I did it too. Well, and up until recently, I was using an app on my Android device mm-hmm. to upload my pictures to Ravelry. Mm-hmm. I only recently discovered that I could go into Chrome and then open Ravelry and do it through Ravelry because the app I was using had a bug and I couldn't upload my pictures anymore. So I was going through this longer, more, you know, it had more steps to it process to get my pictures up rather than going straight through Ravelry. So it was a comedy of events that led me to figure (laughs) out that I could do it on my phone directly through Ravelry. When Charlene's like, what do you mean you can't do it on your phone? I'm like, no, I can't. I have to go through this app. So yeah, you can do it on your phone. It's very simple. It is something I should have learned a long time ago. And that's really nice. So when I say phone, you can do it from any iOS device. So that would be, I, for me, that would be iPad, iPhone or iPod even. If you have an iPod that has a camera, you can do it that way too. Any iOS device. And in Gail's case, I'm assuming it would probably be any Android device. As, as far well. as I know, I've as only far, tried yeah, it on mine. Yeah, I'm not, but yeah, I'm not I'm, a pro with I'm it. assuming that the Android platform would let you do it from an Android tablet as well. Oh, I'm sure it would. Yeah. Yeah. And I also wanted to mention that there is an entire wiki or Mm -hmm. like a frequently asked questions page on Ravelry dedicated to this whole subject. So they go into great detail. They provide links to different steps and things like that. Very, there's a plethora of information out there if you have any questions. And if you ever log on, I don't know how many of you, when you log on to Ravelry, if you go to the main page or if like, I do. I have a Ravelry bookmark and it doesn't take me to the Ravelry main page. It goes straight to where I want to go. I have a bookmark for our group, for example, for our group forum. I have a bookmark for my own projects page when I want to update that. So very rarely do I log on to Ravelry and go to the main page. I always go to the main page on my computer. Yeah. So But if you do that, or even if you don't do that, there have been a couple posts by the Ravelry team about uploading photos. And some of them have been quite helpful and some of them have, well, all of them have really good information about uploading photos. And I know, well, I believe there was a recent post 
on Google about Photo. Google yeah. Photo. That's when a they new feature that, that they have. That, yeah. That's fairly new. Yeah. So I'll put a link to some of the photo information posts that they have had on our show notes so that if you do have more questions or if we didn't go into enough detail, you can get some help there. Well, and I also wanted to mention some of the other places where you can add pictures in Ravelry. So your mm -hmm. profile, you can add profile pictures, which is your Ravatar picture. And you don't have to only use one. You can upload as many as you mm -hmm. want and change that as frequently as you want. And I didn't know until today, you can actually right click on someone's Ravatar if you don't like it, if you find it offensive or you're sick of looking at it, you can right click and you have the option to hide someone's avatar, which puts a yarn, a picture of yarn up in its place, or you can select disagree. And it just puts the word disagree across that space where the avatar would be. So if you, I guess I some people have issues with other people in Ravelry yeah. and yeah, I didn't, I had no idea you could do that. It's kind of weird, but it's an option. Hmm. And the other place you can put in a picture is in a post in a forum yes, group. I so, wanted to talk about the forum posts. Yeah, as well. I was making sure that I that I looked at that today to make sure that I was aware of all the different ways you can add a picture to your forum post. And I have always done basically gone to a picture, right click, copy the URL, and then when I go to upload a picture in my forum post, I click on the little graphic icon mm -hmm. in the toolbar, and then it gives you a menu of different options. And I usually just do upload image. It says image or URL from the web, and then I paste in my mm -hmm. URL, and boom, the picture shows up. Well, that's not the smartest way to do it, really, because, one, it involves more steps, and two, it doesn't link directly to your project page. Right. So if I'm putting up a picture of something, one of my project pictures, and I do it that way, you can't just click on that picture and it will take you to my project in Ravelry. So the next option down is project or stash photo, which mm -hmm. if you do that, it shows you pictures of your projects that you can just select from. And then other people can click on that picture in your post and it takes them directly to the project. So... <laughs> I was like, oh, I really should have known that a long time ago. <laughs> There's also the option to upload a photo from your device or upload a photo via email. Which I didn't know that was there either. And That's cool. Those are what they call, if you click on that, it will take you to information about what they call Ravelry Extras, where for $5 a year you have the ability to upload photos, like I said, from your iPad or via email. So if you or have... Or from your computer or yeah, any other yes, device. Yeah. Actually, that's right. From yeah. your upload from device, I should say. So you have the ability to post any kind of photos. For example, if I was talking about my cat and I wanted to put a cat photo in there, but the cat photo is not a project photo or a stash photo. It was just a random photo of something else. I could subscribe. It's a like it's $5 subscription for a year and then randomly post other photos. Oh my I gosh. Thank you. You just taught me something else. Cause I, <laughs> I'm such a, a moron when it comes to things like this. I really Why? am. I work in the tech industry and I should be up on these <laughs> things, but I'm really not. So what I do when I want to put that picture of Lucy up, 
actually add it to one of my projects so that oh. I can then put it in Ravelry instead of I pay for the Ravelry extras and I never knew that I could shortcut it like that. Oh. So thank you for teaching me something this <laughs> evening. That is so funny. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people will do that, put photos in their projects or something like that. But for $5 a year, it's a good value. Well, and you're supporting Ravelry. Yes, which, exactly. I mean, by all rights, Ravelry, you should have to pay a subscription fee <laughs> to use it because it's so outrageously amazing. So It is outrageously amazing, but now that they have advertisements it right. does pay for it so. right i know they do my mom just asked me that the other yeah. day how does Ravelry make yeah. their money well advertisements yeah. and pattern sales so things to be aware of oh when but you are... i want to back up just for oh, a second okay. the email option mm -hmm. so i didn't realize if you email your username your Ravelry username at so you have to pay for this the Ravelry extras for right. this to work you click on upload by email and it says searching for in my case, it would be gailywhaley at photos.ravelry.com. So I could actually email a photo to that address, mm -hmm. and it would show up if I clicked there, right. which I never knew that before. I so, just read about it. Yeah, I never tried cool. it, but I think it is pretty cool. Yeah, pretty neat. I think it's, just one it's, more way to do it. It's very, very elegant. Yeah. Yes. It's so a very Mike could have solution. emailed me that picture oh, of that's Lucy, true. and I that's could have true. just slurped it right from there. Yeah, or he could true. have emailed it to Gail at yeah. gailywhaley at. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. So things to be aware of with photos, copyrights, make sure oh, the yeah. photos are yours or you have the permission of the photographer to use them. If you're slurping a photo from the web, specifically, that's where you want to be careful that you're not using other folks' photos without their permission because that's somewhat frowned on. That's a big stinker in you Instagram, just, too. My kids, yeah. you just want to be polite. <laughs> they were all over me. You posted a picture that I took, and you didn't give me photo cred. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so PC means yeah. photo cred. Yeah. Photo credit. So just be aware of that, and you'll be safe and good to go. And let's discuss using photos on Ravelry if anybody has any specific problems or suggestions or, or suggestions ideas, things we didn't or talk about. something that we didn't talk about go ahead and bring it up on our Ravelry thread for this episode and we can help each other yeah because as you heard I just learned a few <laughs> tricks tonight and I even researched it and thought I knew what I was talking about so there you go so we all like I said we all there are things that we like to use and probably features that we are not familiar with so we all have something to learn when it comes to features on Ravelry I'm sure well they have it's so feature rich it's amazing yeah yep. yeah absolutely so hopefully everybody learned at least one little tidbit out of that yeah no and look it's starting to get dark it's getting dark earlier now I know it's a bummer <laughs> it's a bummer and yeah. Charlene observed that earlier when we started she said we probably wouldn't have any wildlife sightings but really strange is there's no bird activity i heard a crow just a little while ago but i find it very odd that there is no bird activity going on there's something wrong here it's, yeah <laughs> she pointed out that there must be some type of predator there must nearby. be because the birds are just too silent and there's and we're probably, kind of in the middle of a forest where we are yeah, right now. There's there, probably a lot of hawk activity around here. So maybe it isn't a, a small bird area. Yeah, but this is but where I run. 
this is where I run and we don't see much bird activity where we run under the trees but when we first got here there were definite birds bird sounds so yeah. very interesting very odd. Yeah. no deer no turkeys no maybe no we'll bunnies. see some on the way out though. maybe yeah I'm sure we will yeah. there will be deer everywhere as soon as we pull out of this parking lot I can guarantee it we'll probably count 25 before we get to the road so okay. thank you so much for listening the knit along is going until i believe september 22nd so lots of time we'll have one more episode at least before it ends yeah. and super exciting to see everybody's finished objects really i can't is. wait to take pictures of mine and keep on knitting keep on knitting and thank you so much for joining us and if you are if you've been listening to us for a long time I just want to reiterate, thank you so much. We really enjoy your comments, your participation. We love you guys. And if you are new to the podcast, we hope you will stick around and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Absolutely. This is our happy place. Our yes, happy time and is. our Ravelry group is our happy place. <laughs> it is. Thank you so much for listening. Happy knitting. Happy knitting, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.